Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show. And on this episode, we are going to continue our franchise, which we are working our way through gradually uh, up until October, when a new film, a new entry in that franchise, is going to be released. Uh, So this is going to be about Child's Play 3, which is the third in the Chucky series. Are you excited, Tim? Yeah. Tim's excited. Glad we checked. Glad, I'm glad we looked into that. He sounds excited. Can't mistake that. Look at him, he's beside himself. Um, so, yeah, so this is the last one that's called Child's Play. We'll start spoiler free. At least for a little bit. I, I mean, we'll probably do a lot of non spoiler stuff in this. I feel like it's an old yeah. movie and you, you, you know, how much we'll is give, there to spoil? Give general thoughts. And uh, we'll, give you, we'll give you some warning, we'll get into some spoilers, and we'll talk about it. Uh, so we obviously like, like the first Child's Play. Uh, we both really like mm-hmm. the second one, actually. We both uh, mm-hmm. like that more, even, in the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, a rare occasion where we both agree. Uh, <laughs> with, at, at least with, like... Because I feel like some people wouldn't like the second one more. I feel like maybe the first one is usually seen as the best, of the, at least the original batch. Mm, yeah. Whereas... And, we, well... I I feel like I don't hear enough people talk about Child's Play enough to get like a, kind of a consensus. Like uh, I, I definitely know people that like it, but I don't know people that really talk to talk about it like the way they do Friday or Nightmare. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, so so we're going to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. So this is the last one. It's called Child's Play. It's also the last one that has Andy in it. At least from my memory. Maybe, maybe when we watch Brady or Chucky, I'll, like there'll be an Andy cameo or there'll be a reference to him that I've forgotten. But that there is a cameo in another one, but I'm not gonna say which one or where because it's a little spoilerish. But sure, sure, sure. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Um. So, right, not very chucky. So, Chael's play three. Um. <laughs> so, where where are we left off in this one? So, the whole movie is basically set at a military school, which is where Andy is. Andy's now a teenager, and he's played by uh, what's his name, Justin Whalen, who is actually the second Jimmy Olsen from Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. If you're familiar oh. with that show, uh, which I am, uh, I recognise him as second. I seen him, um, uh, and that's you know that's that's, uh, that's kind of the first problem. Is he's not a great actor. Like he he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of weak as a leading man. Uh, whereas before, I mean, obviously Andy was a kid, and he kind of got away with mm-hmm. him. You know, he's a kid, but it was kind of the people around him. It was kind of the the general fear of like you know someone getting to him and people not believing him because he's a kid. Uh, it was a big part so- of those movies. The first Wait, two. so it so it's a completely different actor. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tim, this was made like a year after Child's Play Two. I don't know. I didn't look at the <laughs> dates. <laughs> Let me check. Nineteen ninety-one. Yeah, this was one year exactly after Child's Play Two. Really? It's that early? Yeah. Like, I. Oh, I, I'm kind of surprised. I always felt like it was a little, like not like you know, wasn't made in two thousand or anything. But I would have, I would have guessed more like mid nineties. No, I mean, technically this is a a film set in the future because clearly <laughs> like, at least what, seven years must have passed, maybe eight, nine years since, yeah. since you know, the last one, given the age of Andy. So technically this movie's set in the early 2000s. Oh, oh. that late, explains a lot. Or, or the late 90s, so, so uh, you know. Um, but yeah, so he, he goes to military school and does this asshole sort of like the, the, the student who's in charge of the rest of the students. Like he's, he's a complete dickhead. He makes kind of a friend, mm-hmm. a love interest that he kind of like, you know, get, gets involved with. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's kind of a funny character. Actually, honestly, some of the other characters are actually much more entertaining than him. 
he's kind of this bland guy in the middle where you know the girl's actually kind of got a character and she's got a fun personality uh the best friend's kind of the dweeb the little kid who's their tyler he's kind of you know he's, he's a nice innocent kid see i think what it could have been good if they like felt more like a group but it seems like you don't really get a lot of the other characters like it seems like it's mostly andy kind of like running between yeah. you know other characters trying to do his own thing i, th- I think that was a benefit the, the movie and i don't want to start off by saying negative though because i actually mm-hmm. i liked this more than i remembered i did mm-hmm. on this viewing um i think it's actually decent it's a pretty decent movie it, it's definitely the weakest of the first three like i'd say it's weaker than the first two but um there is kills that i really like i like chucky for most of his you know times that he pops up um mm-hmm. and i do kind of actually like the setting for the most part like i say it, it would be better if the characters kind of a better actor for Andy, and then if the characters actually became more of a group and worked mm-hmm. together at, at points in the movie, that would have probably made, just put it over the edge. But there's a lot of fun stuff in this that I really like. There's a really creepy barber, like the military barber, <laughs> who's like who yeah. basically is like getting off and making sex noises as he's cutting, you know, young <laughs> boys' hair. He's like, "Oh, that's good stuff." Yeah. He has, yeah, he has like a weird, a weird hair fetish. Yeah, it, to the point where he's just going through the cafeteria like grabbing people's hair. Yeah, he's like he's like yeah, feeling the heads and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's explaining to Andy that the reason why they have like the military haircuts is so people can't like grab it from behind and like slit your throat. And he actually sort of like acts the whole thing out. And it's like yeah, this isn't you know creepy at all. <laughs> um, and I, th- I think the thing with Andy's character here is that I think they went the the, the worst possible route they could have went with what he's like now. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like he should have been more brave after the first two movies, where he feels it's such a sort of just he's not a dweeb by any means like he's not but he's he's just kind of shell-shocked the whole time mm-hmm. because a lot of the movie like i don't know this is much of a spell to say that chucky kind of like latches on to the younger kid tyler and he, he sort of mm-hmm. goes after him instead once he gets to the military school and i actually think it's actually quite a good idea that andy's like not trying to save himself anymore he, he but he, he feels responsible and he wants to try and save this other kid i actually think that's a really mm-hmm. smart thing to do it's just that he never really feels like he's strong enough to really feel like a strong protagonist to actually go and make that choice like if he was more if he had more attitude with the the, the, the antagonist you know with the what's his name Shelton the the, mm-hmm. the what, bully kind the, of guy the bully commander guy yeah like if, if he actually stood up to him a bit more instead of just kind of like letting everything happen um, it would because it, it feels very unrealistic because it's like he doesn't care about the, the bully but at the same time mm-hmm. he never really does anything to stop any of it happening it still just keeps happening to him yeah it's, it's kind of and a weird thing especially with the setting you you kind of expect what the story is going to be is that he is this like kind of yeah freaked out shell-shocked kind of guy and he's in this very masculine manly place uh where he doesn't fit in he's getting picked on and then the story you think would be him like overcoming and becoming like a total badass at the end but it doesn't really happen like yeah, there are some other characters that get cool moments but yeah, he, not really him. He, yeah, he doesn't have an arc. He's he's the exact same at the end of the movie that he is at the start. It's kind of weird. Um, but, yeah. So there's, there's, there's some, but there's some fun kills. I like some of the other characters. Um, and I like some of the, the setup. I actually really like the opening. The opening, like, five, ten yeah. minutes. The uh, Where it's, like, 
Well, you see that the opening title sequence of Chucky like getting remade from the the because blood and stuff is all in the mold, so they make a new doll. Mm-hmm. But because it's still him, technically, it's you know whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever brings them back, it's fine. Uh, yeah, but it's like the the evil like CEO of the company who's like, yeah, I don't care what happened to that Andy kid. Let's let's <laughs> make let's keep, start selling Chucky's again. <laughs> Uh, or good guy dolls, uh, and I thought it was a really fun sequence of him and his like you know his fancy penthouse and like Chucky's oh, yeah. like using all these toys that he's got because he's you know he's, he's a toy businessman so he's he's got all these mm-hmm. like prototypes and stuff lying around and whatnot. Um, and I thought that was a fun sequence that felt super super goofy and stuff, but it was cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we're going to spoilers. I feel like I want to start talking about actual plot, yeah. details and stuff. I- yeah, I'd, I'd say um, before we go into you know my kind of quick two cents is that uh, I, I like it as well. Um, I was mm. actually kind of excited to watch it again because I hadn't seen it in a while, but I think it was the one that like stuck out in my head the most because I feel like this one was on TV a lot when I was a kid. Like, um, you know, like one of the I don't know, just like a movie that might have showed on like TBS or something a lot. Um, for, for whatever reason, it sticks out of my head. And watching it, uh, yeah, it definitely is not my favorite of you know this first original three movies, uh, but it's still fun. It, it never you know dips like that low uh, quality wise. Yeah, it's, it's got its problems, but it's it's definitely not a a bad time to get through. And like, it's not yeah. like when I rewatch the franchise, uh, like yeah, I'm game to watch it again. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun enough. It's nice and short. It doesn't. As an overstates welcome. It's just you know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's as fun as two. And like we say, the, the main character not having any kind of like arc, which was kind of fine in the first two movies mm-hmm. to a point because he's a kid. And but here it's just kind of weird that he never really grows well, I, or what anything. It's weird. Yeah, I would say yeah. Andy's a little disappointing in this, but Chucky is actually a lot of fun. Oh I yeah, think. he's great. And I, I mean, I guess he, you know, he's been great in like, you know, both movies. So it's not like that's a big change or anything, but uh, it, it's refreshing to have someone that's, you know, like always entertaining when he's on screen. Yeah. And I, I think talking about how we you know, were saying movie, the movie would benefit if it felt like, you know, the characters we liked, you know, the students all kind of banded together. And maybe that's too, you know, Nightmare Elm Street Part C, Dream Warriors style. But like, yeah, that, that would have made it truly different and interesting from the first two where, He's got like comrades now. He's got like I mean, sure, he had the big sister in the last movie, but he it'd have mm-hmm. been interesting to like. No, he's got a team. Like they're, they're going to try and work, stop this together. But instead, stuff goes happens, and they don't really acknowledge stuff is happening until it's already in the third act, and it's not. It's, it's too late to like form a team to like deal with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but know, anyway, that's a one one part. Uh, skipping ahead a little bit, but it, it's another problem that I had in like the second movie as well where there's a very clear scene where he's like in the room with chucky and he just lets someone like take it out there like i i know the other dude's a bully and stuff but when you know this is like a psycho doll that's gonna kill people wouldn't he be like hey i don't care if you're gonna kick my ass i'm gonna jump over there grab that doll and rip it apart yeah, here that's fair, but and and two, he was still a little kid. Like I get why he, he couldn't. True. Yeah, but like still, like I would have, yeah, like pleaded with my parent, like please, like I, I swear I'll do anything, just cut that doll up. Because I, I think that's maybe the other thing that they they didn't explore enough is the idea that oh now he's not a little kid, so now like yeah maybe they'll think he's crazy, but they can't just dismiss it in the same way that you can just dismiss yeah. like a you know an eight year old who's telling the doll's coming alive and killing people. Um. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, full spoilers. Let's go into spoilers. So okay. full spoilers from this point on for Child's Play three. Um, so yeah, I really liked the opening kill with the, the, the you know the evil businessman. Uh, that was really good stuff. Uh, Chucky just searches on the guy's computer and finds that Andy's in military school. I don't know where he went to get that information. How easy that was. Uh, the only justification uh, I would have for that is in the board meeting. They are talking about the Andy kid. And since he caused so much trouble for the company, maybe they have like some file folder on him. But it is—it's a little bit of a stretch. So we get to the military school. We meet this, you know, creepy barber. Uh, <laughs> his death's pretty cool, actually. Uh, so he finds the Chucky doll after he's been like, you know, shaving more heads because that's what he likes to do. And he uh, like he says to Chucky, it's like it's, it's kind of weird. So he's so into cutting hairs, like, oh, I'm going to practice on this doll when no yeah. one else is here. Um, he's like, that hair's but- not regulation. Yeah, there's definitely got to be some like fetish component or something to it, because if you're at the point where you're like, oh, anything I see with hair, I need to cut. There's something deeper yeah. in there. Well, even even when he's on, he's, on, he's constantly like tweezing his his uh, nostrils and so on. <laughs> it's just the whole thing. But huh. Chucky uses the old school razor blade to like cut the guy's throat, and it's an okay effect. I did think the blood was a little bit lacking, you know, for the for the, the cut that it was. Mm, yeah. Like, like, there was blood at first, and then it felt like it stopped pouring. I'm like, no, nah, it would keep... Like, if, if you cut the throat like that, it's, it's going to keep coming. Uh, yeah, I kind of expect it almost to, like, spray out <laughs> or something. Yeah, at the very <laughs> least, just keep leaking out, like, kind of yeah. kind of thing. Um, but, so, so that... Maybe that all the blood was cool. in his boner <laughs> from cutting hair. Uh, I like that when the, the, like the, the head of the skull, like, tries to throw Chucky out, uh, he <laughs> yells for help, and the garbage man because he gets thrown into the the the, the garbage oh, yeah. truck, and he's get, about to get crushed, and he yells for help. And the garbage man, being a nice person, hears someone, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> someone's in there. I'm sorry." And he, he tries to find them, and then Chucky sneaks out and crushes him in the truck. <laughs> the one of, that's one of the things I like about Chucky is he could easily probably just sneak around a lot of this or lay low, mm. and then like move around when people aren't paying attention but he like wants to kill like yeah, he, it's he, not just yeah. good enough he likes to kill too much and that, that's actually one of my like plot hole moments here is that no one like i mean the, the, the kids find like this body right and like oh this person's dead but after this scene no one ever mentions it again like no one's acknowledging this is a lot of deaths like i mean i guess andy does because oh, yeah. he's, he's suspecting that chucky's doing it but like you know the Actually, I thought it was really funny how uh, he goes to kill the the head of the school, but the guy has a heart attack from the shock of seeing Chucky. Oh yeah, and he's like, "Oh come on, I wanted to kill him." Like, <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. But like, no one's acknowledging like so. Garbage guy gets crushed. Then the head of the school has a heart attack, and then, I mean, I know they go out to the sort of overnight like uh, war games thing for the the last act of the movie, mm-hmm. but like no one found the the barber like lying with his throat <laughs> slit in the in the barber shop. Yeah, uh, there had to have been some someone looking for these people. Or yeah, I was getting ready to complain actually because uh, after that death, it cuts to like them outside getting told like, okay, right, we're going to do this thing overnight. Red V's blues, blah 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 blah, and I thought. Wait, we're just going to cut ten. You see, no one's going to like find the body now. To be fair, uh, Whitehurst who's seen this, um, which by the way, Chucky just saying boo, like he gets yeah. caught red handed. He's like boo, and then like you know, Whitehurst just bolts. Um, but to be fair, Whitehurst does come out, so it establishes that he just came straight from there. Like, so no one would know yet. Um, and then apparently they go straight out from there, so they never you know find stuff. Um, 
So that's kind of set up. So yeah, he, he, Andy bonds with a, with a girl. What's her name? De Silva, who <laughs> who likes him, kind of protects stands up for him a little bit, uh, and they kind of bond. And when they, when they eventually yep. kiss, Chucky sees it and he uses hers uh, bait to try and get mm-hmm. Andy to like come and like give him the kid and whatnot at the end. Mm. Um, I will say this: the movie gets oddly kind of dark with one of its setups because they're going out in this red v blue thing and they've been mm-hmm. given rifles with like paint pellets in them and mm-hmm. Chucky take, replaces the paint pellets in some of the guns with real bullets mm-hmm. and yeah. I couldn't help but thinking like this is actually a really dark so like I feel like if you were doing a movie like this now you'd probably avoid that oh yeah because, Without a doubt. Because, you know, it gets to this point where Chucky set it up so that the, the other team come for the blue team whilst they're coming to see him. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, this firefight breaks out and the bully character gets shot in the chest by one of the other kids. And I just can't, I couldn't help but feel like, yeah, today they wouldn't make a movie where one kid accidentally shoots another kid. Like, no, I, and, yeah, and, and, and... Just in, in a post-Columbine and everything else since mm-hmm. then world, like, nah, like, we wouldn't have this now. Yeah, that scene is it, it's uh, a little harder to watch, uh, it, you know, with uh, modern eyes, uh, which uh, it, it kind of sucks because uh, I like whenever Chucky is doing any of this military kind of stuff, like seeing him with a grenade, like I, I thought was really funny. Oh, that was good. Yeah. And uh, so like any anything where he's doing the military kind of having these like you know big weapons or whatever uh, i i think is fun but then yeah i've seen just other students uh killing even if it's like by accident yeah other students just it just gives like a weird uh feeling it it does it, i mean obviously after he goes down i mean it takes a little bit too long i think for them to realize mm-hmm. that they're firing real bullets and stop but like you, know, you see yeah. the kid's face who just shot him he's looking at the gun like what the hell um and he makes mm-hmm. everyone stop firing like it, it, it quickly like changes but um, mm. you know, and then Whitehorse gets his heroic little moment where he jumps in the grenade because he's been such a dweeb that he saw someone yeah. be murdered and he still not mentioned it. Like he's he's, <laughs> he's went all day having this like you know you know the the barber guy with his uh, slit throat in yeah. his head all day and he's still not mentioned it to anyone. Um, and the, it's great that it's like he gets like his own little arc, but yeah, Andy doesn't really. Uh, Andy does not. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the final of the movie is basically Chucky gets Tyler and takes him to this little, you know, fairground that's nearby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Andy and De Silva follow him there and try to get to him. And Chucky, you know, kills a guard at the fairground and uh, Andy and De Silva get the, they get the guy's gun from him. And the movie, the end of the movie all takes place in this, like, uh, haunted mansion ride. It was like the Devil's Lair mm-hmm. or something like that was called. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, you know, fake, you know, the, the paper fire and it was like, you know, smoke machines and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which reminded me a lot of the end of Beverly Hills Cop 3, of all things. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. how that movie ended. The, the, the entire yeah. final takes place in like a, a ride in the amusement park. Yeah, I, honestly, I've never seen any Beverly Hills Cops <laughs> movies. That, that is a little bit weird. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, so it's just, it's just weird that the third parts of both of those franchises decide to end <laughs> in the same way. Um, and th- this section is okay. Like, I think this is another part of the movie where it maybe falls down a little bit. I like almost every Chucky scene before this, I liked mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I like that D. Silva's helping. Like I say, I, I wish they went for more of a team and had like uh, Whitehurst and uh, Tyler, like the four of them actually being a group that worked together at some point to try and like deal with things but um i like that she was working with them um i 
I find it I like the setting, but it does also seem a little weird that you have a very distinct setting at this military school where the majority of the movie takes place. And then all of a sudden it kind of shifts to this like carnival that really there hadn't really been any other mention or alluded to throughout the rest of the movie. Well, you like, see it, you see it before cause she takes them there to kiss them. Like that happens maybe. Oh yeah. That's like, that's like 15 minutes before mm-hmm. uh, we end up there for the yeah. end, but it's nice. It is at least acknowledged that there's a fairground nearby, so you know it's coming up again. You know they're going to go there by the end of the movie. Um, I do agree; it's kind of weird because like you have this this unique setting of the military school. You feel like maybe it would have gravitated back towards that, and maybe like mm. I, I don't know, maybe like it could get strategical. Yeah, like that that actually be kind of fun. Like if the group if the if the group did work together, and again, this is maybe me wanting the uh, the Dream Warriors version of Chucky with the the teenagers all banding together, <laughs> but. Um, but I, I think certainly this whole final sequence in the the the, the, the haunted ride is mm. definitely not as fun as the end of Child's Play Two in the factory. Oh no! That factory yeah. scene, a, it's much more elaborate. There's a lot more fun ideas in it, mm-hmm. but it really feels like the Terminator. It feels like you know, like Terminator chasing Sarah Connor at the end of that <laughs> movie, like through the factory. It really has that kind of feel to it, but in a more fun kind of like you know upbeat Chucky kind of way. Whereas here, it just kind of feels muddled. It feels like they're trying to do creepy stuff, but. It's it's not mm. quite working. I think going back to the school would have been a much wiser uh, choice. Yeah. But but have it be empty and have you know maybe more bodies mm. around for casualties potentially if Chucky you know starts lobbing. Like what what if Chucky actually did start using like guns? Like what what you know would that, would that have been a way to go for the um, ending of this where he actually you know it was like the end mm. of Commando where Chucky like you know straps like bullets to his chest and he like I don't know that would have actually yeah been pretty cool. Like if he finds like an armory room or something. And actually, though, now that I'm thinking about, like, it's just a military school. It's not the military. Would they really have? Like, well, they, well, they have that this... room full of rifles with real bullets. So yeah. they have that at least. Um, but uh, and, and apparently, uh, someone has a grenade because Chucky has a grenade. That's what's. <laughs> yeah, so, that's what I find a, a, a little more odd. But maybe maybe, yeah. maybe it's a military school that actually is connected to an actual like based or okay. to some extent maybe because yeah. there's a lot of actual soldiers like walking around mm-hmm. for a lot of the movie um because yeah. there's that whole there's that moment where the uh the silva and her friend when they're sneaking around the uh you know the, the head guy's office the admiral mm-hmm. that they, they put lipstick on chucky and after they leave oh, yeah. it, it like the camera comes into him and he's like this this means war and i'm like <laughs> i almost wish it kind of like it delivered on that like maybe he actually brought yeah. them. like he tried to like kill them all like if he actually went ballistic and started like just offing them left and right yeah that would have actually been pretty uh pretty cool and then that could have given like you know andy and his friends yeah they kind of come together and then maybe he kind of becomes like the the badass leader yeah like, and then, like uh, if, if the four if the four of the friends like became aware of chucky's like threat earlier on and they decided to try and solve it and work against it and everyone else didn't you know mm. it just ignored them didn't believe them and they had to try and like you know plan for his attack and actually use yeah. the military setting to turn it into like a kind of fun you know <laughs> use that as part of the the, the plot like that'd have been fun yeah. but, um then, yeah. I, I think what we're saying here is that the movie has a lot of good elements right mm-hmm. but it does like fall short in a couple of key places and and as you can see from us talking there's a lot of potential for all these different ideas and it never mm fully realizes them which is a shame so yeah so there you go that's 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 kind of the thing um this movie is directed by jack bender i kind of chuckled to myself when i saw the name coming up you're probably saying who's jack bender jack Mm. bender's a big tv director he directed a lot of the big episodes of lost 
okay. Which you know we're actually really well directed, so I, I know he has uh, he's he's got some skill. Maybe the TV set and just sit some sit some more, but um, it was just amusing. I saw his name and I went, oh, I know that. He, he, he did. <laughs> I know that guy. He did, he did Child's Play three. How, yeah. how amusing. Well, we didn't really talk yet about how Chucky dies. Yeah, he's he's trying. He's, he's knocked Andy off the sort of cliff, I guess I'll call it. It's in the ride still, and basically yeah. there's this big fan that uh, is like blowing all the paper fire, and mm-hmm. uh, Andy's like so high off the ledge. Tyler's mm-hmm. around his neck or like dangling from his feet or whatever, and he get in the like, Chucky's like trying to like hold on and like kill him and all sorts. <laughs> Actually, no, Tyler's is Tyler above above, him? above Chucky. I can't I'm- remember. And I think, uh, well, at first, like, Tyler's kind of, like, atop whatever this mountain thing or whatever is, and, mm. and Chucky's up there, you know, doing his thing, you know, trying to transfer his soul. Oh, yeah, and he's, then... he's, still, he's still doing the whole ritual. Which, by the way, yeah. did the first movie not make it specific, explicitly clear that it had to be Andy because he's the first one who saw him? So here's what I think happened with that. Okay. Is because, like, he kind of has, like, a new body... Like, ah, I see where you're I, going. Okay, that that was my kind of thought because you I do mean, see he reveals himself to Tyler first uh, in you know his new form or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not complaining, but it just you know like the the first movie was very very clear on this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's fair. Uh, so yeah, so so it becomes this cliffhanger moment, and eventually, of course, Chucky gets his hand cut off, and he he falls into the the big fan, and he just kind of explodes into pieces. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, it it's does not, feel... A, it's not as elaborate as Chael's Play 2. Yeah, that's what I, I feel like the... Even the first movie, uh, I thought, you know, really, like, heightened, like, the amount of damage and stuff he takes to the point where, you know, in the first and second movie, where he ends up becoming this kind of, like, crazed, you know, mangled figure, but again, it's, like, still unstoppable. Again, it felt like the Terminator. Like, he just kept coming. Yeah. Like, it had that kind of feeling to it, in a, in a more goofy way, of course, but it felt like the Terminator. Uh, whereas here, it was just kind of, yeah, he falls into the, the pit and yeah. dies. <laughs> that was kind yeah. of it. Actually, I want to talk about the ending. Because <clears throat> the ending, I think, is a really weird beat. It's a really weird mist. Like, it's kind of depressing. So, so yeah. they defeat Chucky, and then it ends really quickly. Like you know, the Silva's been shot in the leg by Chucky, and she, she's uh, she's mm-hmm. going in the ambulance, and she's like, "You're going to be okay, Andy." And he's like, "Yeah." And the cop takes him away and puts him oh, in the yeah. car. <laughs> cop takes him away and puts him in the car, yeah. and all he said to her before he went away was, uh, "I've been here before; it'll be okay." Um, and they, you know, the car drives off, and the camera pulls back, and it's the end of the movie. And I'm like, "That's actually really depressing." Like they already talked about a lot in the movie about how no one believes him, and. Mm-hmm. Like no one in the authorities seen any of this, and I feel like they're just going to assume he killed people and sent him to prison after this, or yeah. an, an, a mental <laughs> asylum. Like I feel like there's no happy ending here. It just feels really depressing, and like she believes him obviously, but like I just it, and like I said, this, this goes back to there being no growth. It feels like he's in the exact mm-hmm. same place he was at the start, where everyone just thinks he's weird and possibly a killer. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, it's like well. Give him a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, ha- have like evidence of like Chucky actually doing this to maybe like give him the you know the because at least in the first and the second movie, he's a kid, so they kind of like let it go. And the end of the second mm-hmm. movie leaves it kind of open ended. But this one, it just kind of feels like no, he's screwed. Like they're going to either think he killed people or that he's just crazy anyway and send him to you know a hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. He's, he's got no happy ending. 
cat, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> no, it it's definitely a bummer. Um, which, I, I mean, there's probably stuff you can say where it's like, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, there'll be a couple of people that can corroborate his story and you know, maybe they won't have enough evidence or something, but it, the ending doesn't really give any indication of it. It's just like, yeah, it's been being driven away in the back of a police car and you don't really know what's going to happen. And that's it's him. like, oh, that, that is sad. He's arrested. He's, he's, yeah. That's it. Like, it's over. <laughs> and it's kind of a shame. Like, I feel like after all this time, he kind of deserves a little happy ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. It's a shame. Like, just, you know, have, have it implied that, you know, for some reason they know, and now the cat's kicking my, my screen, Firefly, you're being a complete menace. Hold on, I'll be back in one second. Entertain people, Tim. So, uh, how are you doing, Internet? I hope you're enjoying this uh, discussion of Child's Play 3. Look at uh, this. Look at this. He's kicked things all over the place. This is absolute nonsense. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right, there we go. Kinda. We need Kinda. one of those like uh, technical difficulties signs. Oh yeah, we with a, a standby screen. Um, what was I saying, Tim? I was saying some magnificent point before that rude feline interrupted. I was just talking about how depressing the ending is, and that Andy's probably going to prison. Oh yes, of course. Shame, <laughs> real shame. You, you couldn't have hinted that something happened. Like maybe him and De Silva, will, you know, be in a happy couple now, and he, he can leave all this behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I mean, the movies kind of leave Andy after this and go and do their own thing. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but here, here, here we are. <laughs> uh, so that that I guess that wraps up Child's Play Three. We can do do yeah. some ratings if you would like, Tim. Yeah. Would you like to rate this out of out of the ten? Ten point system. Uh, you mean like we've done every episode? Uh, sure, let's keep doing it. Uh, I think I'm gonna give this a a six point five. Uh, it might sound a little harsh, but because uh, I, I I do enjoy it, it it's solid, but I, I don't think it's just just slightly shy of a seven. I don't think it's harsh at all. I'm giving it a six, so you're, oh, okay. you're actually higher than I am. <laughs> and I don't think I'm being cruel by giving it a six. I think I'm saying no, no. There's, there's stuff to enjoy, but it's it's, it's definitely yeah. got its flaws. There's those things that it doesn't really capitalize on. Uh, and there's some weird elements to it. So, mm-hmm. give it a 6. And if I remember correctly, I gave... I think the first one I gave a 7, and the second one I gave a 7.5. So then this is a 6. So, you I, know. Yeah, I feel like I was slightly above. The first one I think I either gave a 7 or a 7.5, and then the second one maybe maybe an 8, maybe that high. I think you did. But, uh, around that area, yeah. Mm. There you go. So mm-hmm. uh, that's Child's Play 3. Of course, we'll be getting to the next one sometime mm-hmm. within the next month.